I'm Henry Lin. And I'm Barnett Citrin. And welcome to Better World. And welcome back, Barnett. Thank you, Henry. I'm excited to be here and talk to these badass folks doing badass things, making the world better. The more we know about this world, the better we can do in changing it. Uh, we've had on Better World a number of different companies who are participating in the CPG revolution. CPG companies, by and large, are some of the greatest producers of plastic packaging, as well as some of the biggest supporters of the waste-driven economy. So there are a couple of different solutions, which a number of our companies, like Plastic Free Shop um, and like Barnett's favorite store in Bushwick, have implemented um, that are either package-free, waste-free, built uh, with more sustainable ingredients, or... Uh, or go as far as becoming carbon negative companies. Today we have That's a right. shout out show. to Precycle, Precycle and Bushwick killing it's it through the pandemic. His favorite. Um, yeah. Shout out to those guys and glad that even uh, during the pandemic, they were able to stay open. What a time. What a time. Um, here with us today are Nick and Corey of Impact Snacks, a snack company that is going to become carbon negative. Nick, Corey, welcome. Hey, thanks guys. Thanks for having us. This is uh, it's pretty exciting. It's actually the first podcast that we've been on since uh, since really becoming Impact Snacks. Um, but yeah, so so what we do is uh, we are trying to change the way we snack, and, and, and more than that, we're trying to change the way uh, consumers spend. Uh, kind of our, our underlying thesis is uh, that consumer spending is the strongest form of activism, um, and, and I guess the way that we're trying to, to promote that concept is by really just becoming the better option uh, for consumers. So um, every, every brand that you shop with, uh, whether it be you know, your food, whether it be your car, um, you, know, you should be able to cause some indirect and direct impact uh, for the better. Um, and you know, the, you know, the, the age of kind of being pigeonholed into bad options, whether it be you know, petroleum-based single-use plastics or unethically sourced ingredients or, or you know, using fossil fuels to power your home, uh, you know, that's gone. Uh, there are better options out there. Um, and, and we are kind of deciding to take on uh, the CPG industry head on um, yeah, by becoming that better option in the food space. Ladies and gentlemen, you now know why Barnett retired for the better part of six months. It's this. <laughs> You guys are really fucking doing it. This is our mission um, as well. I absolutely appreciate it. And thank you for both uh, for spearheading the initiative by becoming founders, of course. So Impact Snacks, what are they? How are you producing them? How are you distributing them? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and let me just start by saying, like, why snacks? You know, why not like full meals? Why not oh, produce? Please. Um, yeah. And, you know, when, you know, we've always been really, really into uh, nutrition, um, you know, kind of solving food insecurity, uh, you, know, you know, maximizing uh, just accessibility uh, all across uh, the globe uh, when it comes to uh, nutrition uh, or, or malnutrition. Um, so when, when we really like kind of zoomed out and, and looked at foods and like kind of where we thought the future of food was going, um, it, it's it's really now you know less about large meals uh, you know a few large meals a day and it's it's there's a lot of tiny meals happening so now the average person's eating you know four snacks a day um, so when you really think of you know different types of consumer facing products you know you have t-shirts you have mattresses you have um, you know you have candles cups um, but like the frequency at which you buy snacks is pretty unparalleled so when we, when it came to you know where we could really make the most impact uh, we really want to start. Uh, 
you know, with those three to four snacks a day that people are having. So, um, so what are they? Um, we, we have a 100% plant forward uh, approach. Um, so everything from our ingredients to our wrappers to uh, actually the inks and dyes used to design the wrappers are 100% plant-based and home compostable. Um, Amazing. So, so kind of right from the get-go, yeah, you're not contributing to the petroleum-based plastic crisis. You know, you're not uh, consuming, uh, you know, questionable, <laughs> let's just say questionable uh, ingredients that come from questionable places and questionable companies that, um, you know, whether whether it be, you know, unfair labor laws or uh, tremendous amounts of water consumption. There's just a lot of issues uh, with ingredient sourcing that we're also deciding to, to kind of tackle head on. Um, but yeah, you know, and furthermore, um, we actually use uh, the financing of solar farms to offset the annual carbon footprint of each of our customers. So um, we've Whoa. kind of created this like sort of like closed loop system where it's like, you know, whenever you, you know, we call it, you know, using dollars as a vote for the world that we want. Uh, so, you know, every time you decide to make that that choice to 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 go with the better option, um, you know, us over Pepsi, um, you're out. You're also actually offsetting your carbon footprint, which is actually on the very high end to be conservative. We we have it pegged at about 20 metric tons per year, um, with the global average being around four. Um, now, are you offsetting it because so, of the choice that you're making between yourself and the aforementioned megaliths, uh, or are you guys doing something additional in carbon offsets? Yeah, so that's a that's a really great question. So, um, you know. I, I think one reason why we really wanted to to kind of add carbon offsets kind of to like the forefront of what we're doing is because there's a lot there there are a lot of like I call them unfortunate truths of our world um, where pretty much any action that we that we take or anything that we do uh, is going to result in some sort of greenhouse gas emissions even if it's just an email you know from emails to driving your car to the you know <laughs> to market basket or wherever your grocery store is everything has some sort of an impact right. So um, we really want to become a platform for good impact um, and, and, and kind of just create this, this dynamic between a brand and a consumer that we don't really think has been done before. Um, whereas we kind of like reclaim all of that negative impact that, like I said, is just an unfortunate truth. Even the best people in the world, you can't really avoid it. Um, so we kind of want to just reclaim that for our customers uh, while being that better option that they're spending money on. Um, but so I guess with that said, um, we do have the, you know, the carbon offset side of the business where, um, you know, it, it, it's a tricky, tricky, uh, industry carbon right, offsets because right. a lot of brands greenwash, right. And a lot of brands yeah. they'll, they'll just buy carbon credits in the voluntary carbon credit market, tear them up and call it a day. And sure. I mean, I guess it does have some level of impact, you know, it, it does affect scarcity with carbon credits, but you know, Amazon, Exxon Mobil, they're still going to find ways to get, to get more. Um, so what we really wanted to do was find a way to offset our customers and our own carbon footprint while actually, you know, having tangible impact. Um, so we really, again, zoomed out and looked at where um, the majority of these carbon footprints, you know, of the average carbon footprint, where does it come from? And, you know, you have the food industry. It's, 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 it's a pretty tough one. Um, but also the grid. Um, you know, so much of our country is powered by um, just antiquated and, and downright dangerous, uh, you know, energy sources, fossil fuels. And uh, it's actually, the, you know, pretty much the, the, the largest uh, negative contributor to, to um, the climate crisis today. So we're actually financing the development of the solar, of solar farms. Um, oh, wow. In uh, wow. impoverished and uh, rural areas. Uh, they're so-called dirty grid communities. Um, and, and, you know, there, there, there's a lot of, 
you know, direct and indirect impact that we're causing with that. So not only are we offsetting, you know, our customers' carbon footprint, but, um, you know, government spending on renewable energy, uh, you know, and private spending um, has been shown to create more jobs in the renewable uh, space than, than fossil fuels. So uh, for every $10 million in spending in fossil fuels, about 27 jobs are created. For every $10 million spent in renewable technologies, uh, about 75 jobs are created. So, um, and again, th this is something that that we're doing in you know a very hands-on way. So um, we're really including our customers in with this. You know, we're showing them like, hey, this is you know, there's gonna be a QR code uh, that you can scan and actually see the corner of the solar panel that you helped create, um, and it's gonna show you how many jobs that you brought to that impoverished area. And I don't know, I just think, like I said, you know, pairing both direct and indirect impact and allowing customers to kind of access that just by spending dollars for their everyday purchases. It's, it's, it's just, it's really important to us. And it's, it's the core of our thesis. So I, I'd say the carbon offset, sorry, it's long winded, but I'd say the carbon offset business is, isn't like a real, it's not like a business to us. Um, it's more just like a, a supplemental piece of our mission, um, you know, that really supports our, our healthy and, um, you know, good for people and planet snacks. So that made sense. Guys, this is absolutely amazing. We're going to take, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Our, it's amazing. I want to hear more about the snacks when we come back. We're going to take our first commercial break, uh, which has been dedicated to the black lives matter movement. Um, and Barnett, it is your choice of foundations to support today. So which foundation would you like the listeners to support? Well, I just want to support the intergenerational health program that's really put out there by our friend Joe at Ocho System. You know, it's not really a nonprofit yet, I don't think. Maybe it is, so we'll ask him, but I think it's really important work that he's doing to raise awareness it's incredible. for intergenerational health. Yeah. For those of you who have not seen his amazing work on the Instagrams, uh, it's at Ocho System uh, on IG. Take a look. He has been an incredible resource. He is a Nike master trainer um, and an incredibly successful entrepreneur um, and one hell of a handsome black man. Um, please give <laughs> him a look, support the movement, uh, and please be mindful, of course, where your dollars are going and how you're spending, because that certainly is our big message today. Guys, we're back, and I am and, really, and sorry, really excited. Henry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm on Instagram right now. Can you can you spell that handle for me, just so I can give my a guy uh, Ocho as an eight O C H O system, one word. Gotcha, Joe Holder. Oh wow, this guy is legit. Oh my god. Yeah, he's a G. We love, <laughs> cool, we love cool. him very very dearly, and as I noted in my story a little while back, he does have a cadre of unicorns. Um, some of our favorite folks, uh, Chrissy Jones and uh, Chloe. From Sky King and uh, Kirsty, from uh, yeah, a Nike Master Trainer right. herself, uh, from Pyro Tings, um, uh, support and work with them. Um, so, like they're they're all doing really, really incredible work in that community. Yeah, I mean, Joe also has systems of service going on, and he has exercise snacks, which which launched recently. You know, like he's doing great things on on the health front, and making uh, you know. Let's check his packaging and maybe have him on the pod. What do you think? Um, <laughs> for sure yeah this looks i'm looking at his instagram right now this guy is yeah no, doing it's incredible. It. but yeah guys very um, very cool it sounds to me like uh, the large majority of what you're doing foundationally sets you up for growth 
to make greater impact as you grow. So I would love to talk a little bit about how you anticipate growing, given the fact that there's so many of these big megalith ogre companies in the room. Can you tell me a little bit about how you plan to grow? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and and I will hand this over to Nick. Uh, you know, in a minute, I just want to <laughs> kind of touch on on one how we how we intend to grow. One as a brand, but um, two as kind of uh, a leader in, in in what we think the future of um, corporate responsibility is going to be. So. Um, you know, as a brand, what we're really trying to do is create a carbon negative collective. Um, right. So, you know, we, we truly believe that if we can, if, if we can create this this following that has made that conscious decision to to only spend their dollars with brands that um, focus on, you know, people and planet right alongside profits, um, then that's for the better. Because you know, if we if we're really doing what we're setting out to do, then we're not going to be the only carbon negative company. Uh, we just want to inspire uh, a large enough, you know, a critical mass of, of consumers uh, to be making that choice, which will then uh, kind of be the catalyst for change for a lot of these big uh, mainstays and, and I guess industry incumbents that you're. Are you about. looking to share um, some of the processes that you guys are spearheading with some of the other companies in building and developing this community? You know, like share the solar farms initiative, for example. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, you know, er, er, early on, that's amazing. Um, that's are, collectivism right there. Like, let's go. For sure. I mean, I mean, collective ac uh, action is the, the best way to move needles, especially in today's age, uh, digital age of, you know, <laughs> you know, decentralization of technology. You can use social media for so many incredible things. But I think collective action is probably um, one of the most powerful. But anyways, um, so we are basically using our, some of our gross margin to uh, develop solar farms. So one metric ton of carbon, you know, in the, in the voluntary carbon market, uh, right? It's about, it's about 10 to $12. Um, mm -hmm. And what a lot of companies do is they'll spend 10 to $12, you know, per, per metric ton of carbon. And, and, you know, they'll offset that amount, call it a day, right? So what we do is actually um, take that 10 to $12 and actually use it to develop about 30 watts of solar uh, through one of our carbon partners. Um, and, and actually in doing this, we actually are, are, are creating this, this residual long-term impact um, that I think is just completely unique in, in, in the offset space. So we do you mind disclosing the, uh, the carbon partner, uh, the solar guys? Yeah. That yeah. So, so, so Clearloop is, is our partner uh, there um, founded by uh, governor Bredson of Tennessee, uh, along with uh, Bob Corney and Laura Zapata. They are awesome, awesome team. Um, They've been extremely supportive of what we're doing. Um, I, I do believe we're the, we're the first uh, CPG company uh, to be working with them. Uh, hopefully not the last. I, I'm sure actually not the last. Yeah, but, so um, what they usually do actually is go B2B with more industrial companies, like more like industry heavy manufacturing and things, things of that nature. Um, and they actually specified that we're kind of, we're actually spearheading what like, Basically, the we're smaller collective, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, well, to go consumer facing, they haven't been, uh, and, and if they have, then it's been very minute. Um, and it's been with companies that. So, how are you, know, you guys spearheading yeah. that model? Are you guys aggregating a couple of like brands? Do you create the case study? Yeah. Do you reach out to a bunch of people? Do you say, hey, right. Joe from Ocho, um, can you come in with, you know, the guys over at Nutty Goodness with some of the other brands that I'm just thinking off the top of my head, do you, do you call all these guys, try and get five of them? Um, like, how does it work? What's the process? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, and, and I guess just, just to 
quickly back up, like, you know, next point as to why, you know, going consumer facing is, is so important. I mean, the, the, the U.S. economy is over 70 percent consumer backed. Right. So. Right. Um, if you can really, you know, if you can influence you know, the consumer, you if, can shift the, the course of the ship. Of yes, course. That, yeah, that, absolutely. That's how you get big money. That's how you get big money to follow. Exactly. So. Um, but really, really what we're trying to do. So. So, yeah. So. So build this this carbon negative collective, you know, really become the authority on, um, you know, uh, for people and planet, I guess, in a broad sense. And, you know, we're starting with snacks, but um, not likening ourselves to Amazon in any way, but kind of just drawing a parallel between, you know, what we're doing right now or trying to do and their early model. They started with books, right? So we're starting with snacks for reasons I mentioned before, you know, just how frequently they're consumed, um, how how uh, negatively impactful they have been thus far. Um, but eventually, you know, we, we are trying to become impact marketplace. Um, so exactly what you're saying, we're, we're, we're going to be looping in, uh, you know, skincare products. We're going to be looping in, um, you know, furniture companies. Um, and, and we have a whole list, uh, we have this whole roadmap kind of built out um, of how we're going to build this impact marketplace. But the idea is um, we just want to, yeah, I, I guess, completely change the way consumers spend. Um, but again, starts with snacks. Um, yeah. And so tell us about those snacks. What are, what, are, what are the snacks? Yeah. So, so the snacks, it's not like completely secondary at all to what we're doing. You know, it's something we're extremely passionate about. In high school, we started at, you know, it was actually then called Geoprotein and we were focused on, um, you know, accessibility and nutrition and, and also just clean nutrition. Um, so we made a protein powder at the time, five total ingredients, entered it into some high school business competitions, did pretty well with those, decided to take it to the next level. Um, and that's when we really started adding different, you know, climate initiatives because we did not want to be a part of the problem. And more than that, we thought we could, you know, really create some 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 change. So um, so today, these snacks are uh, they're all superfood snacks that are designed to taste like desserts. Uh, and we have a uh, we have a food scientist that's uh, with our contract manufacturer that's awesome that helps us co-create the bars alongside of our chief product officer, um, who is actually a practicing neurosurgeon. So. We don't make our snacks for just, uh, you know, big biceps. It's not, you know, proteins not our only focus. Um, we make our, our snacks with, with a very holistic approach to wellness. So when you eat our, our snacks, you're actually, they're superfoods that are going to affect your brain, you know, your heart, your eyes, your gut. So it's almost like our approach to wellness is our exact same approach to how consumers should spend. You know, it should be holistic. You should think about, um, like I said, the direct and indirect impact of your purchase. So Right. Um, we do believe that objectively speaking, our snacks are uh, the healthiest, most holistic approach to, to wellness on the market, hundred percent whole foods, gluten-free, dairy-free, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, and I think, I think to add to this, this core product, that is the superfood bar. Um, so, so we're launching, um, actually in early August with two SKUs, just, just two flavors. And that's, um, double chocolate chip and, um, caramel iced coffee. So. Mm. And they, they do taste like both, but, um, you know, it's so easy as a snack. Think about how impulsive, um, a buy that, that a snack is. It's just so easy to see it, grab it and go. If it's in your mm -hmm. pantry, it's easy to do the same exact thing. See it, grab it, go. And so when we make it taste like it does, and of course we'll give you guys care packages and, uh, you can be the judge of that, but, um, you know, when we make it taste like it does, and we also put, you know, kale and stevia and lion's mane, um, maca powder, you know, prebiotic fiber, it's, um, <laughs> it's just so easy to do the right thing 
for your body and the environment. And also, you know, just do right by your day, more energy, more everything. So absolutely, like Corey was saying, it's the most holistic approach Mm -hmm. to just getting at this issue. It's just such an impulsive buy that has a non, a a not so impulsive uh, effect Mm -hmm. on everything else. So we're excited. That's, that's a great way of putting it, Nick. And and if, and just, if I might add, I, I believe I said this, um, just the, the world of, of health foods, or just food in general nowadays, especially um, with, with startups and just VC, um, there, there's so much overlap with, with just food and sustainability uh, right. as well. So um, It's all deeply so intertwined, you know, the way we grow the food, the way mm-hmm. I've just pointed to right. 34 episodes that we have on the pod. But seriously, it's, it's something that we've looked into with Mitch Ruder from Farm Journal. Uh, it's a really, really fascinating subject. And I'm glad to hear that you guys are weighing in so heavily. Um, out of curiosity, though, it sounds to me like you have started with an area that has really, really big expansion potential. You know, starting with snacks and, and dessert-based snacks to get everybody hungry and hooked is a wonderful and great strategy. Um, and noting that, you know, food in general has to become, of course, more sustainable and snacking and CPG has to become more sustainable. Where do you guys go after the five? And what are some of the products in the future that you think you're going to develop? And by the way, are you guys going to be in supermarkets or just D2C? Yeah, yeah. So, so great questions. Um, I guess I'll quickly address, um, you know, digital versus like physical retail. So uh, our go-to-market strategy is, is, is primarily digital, or, although I will say, uh, I, will not, I, will not, I can't name names yet, but we are working on a, on a pretty cool uh, exclusive partnership with a single physical retailer that would be um, pre- pretty awesome. Um, we, we really, awesome. Our, our values are very aligned. Thank you. I mean, you know, still a long way to go with that, um, but it's not a Walmart, you know, it, right. very, 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 um, you know, I, I, I'd say impactful company. So I would be stoked but, if it were Walmart, if you guys were the Trojan horse inside <laughs> of Walmart, just infecting that system. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. And uh, I was going to say, so it's Whole family Foods, do a right? Work. What was that, BZ? <laughs> so it's Whole Foods, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, hey, uh, hopefully, hopefully you'll see it in the near future. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I just <laughs> to answer your other question, you are right though. I mean, it, it would be cool to uh, to see someone, you know, like a retailer just as big as Walmart, really make that that decision to uh, to start adding brands, uh, the brands of tomorrow. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, future products. So we're, you know. I guess like, you know, horizontal expansion within food. I mean, we are going to be adding, you know, we have a whole brain food line uh, where oh, it's nutrition and snacks focused purely on, on, you know, cognitive enhancement. Uh, and that's being spearheaded, like I said, by uh, our resident neurosurgeon, <laughs> chief product officer. Um, and then we have a whole host of, you know, we actually have uh, cannabis infused products uh, in the pipeline. Um, so, you know, using CBD, we're, you know, using cannabis for its therapeutic uh, benefits rather than, you know, psychoactive. Um, and I, and I think, you know, <laughs> when it comes to impact, I, I, I think the cannabis industry is one that needs a good bit uh, of a shakeup, as uh, you know, there's some stigmas that we'd like to, uh, to break, uh, when it comes to the plant. Um, and, and I think it starts with treating it as medicine, but anyways, um, we have a, we have a whole host of other, um, what we believe to be pretty innovative snacks. Uh, but from there, I think clothing, I mean, fast fashion is pretty, pretty harmful. As you guys know, um, where we, you know, we have some pretty interesting, uh, potential partnerships with companies that are using bamboo and hemp uh, to make these uh, really, really awesome uh, athleisure lines that would fit what we're doing pretty perfectly. Um, but then after clothing, uh, kind of going into uh, 
skincare, uh, which by the way, would be through uh, a joint venture, ideally. Um, and yeah, there, there's a whole, there's a whole roadmap. Um, and, and part of the backend that we're designing for our customers, if you just picture a house on a screen uh, and it shows your pantry and it shows your kitchen, uh, or, you know, it shows, sorry, it shows your, uh, <laughs> your bathroom cabinet. Um, it shows your bedside table and it shows all the little items in your house that you could start replacing that all added all together will have this seriously, seriously, uh, strong impact and, and can really move a needle. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. That's kind of, it's kind of how I think about, um, my bathroom. Like I, it's like the one area where I wanted to try and go zero waste. And so I kind of like visualize my bathroom and like all the different products that are being used. And, and while I am not zero waste in my bathroom yet, I am, you know, probably as good as I could possibly be. So I think it's helpful for people to visualize whether it's their pantry or their bathroom or whatever it is. It's like a great way to start acting and doing your part as a consumer um, in a way that's really manageable because otherwise it's overwhelming. You know, people don't know where to start. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, thank you for, for moving the needle there. That's really, that is truly awesome. But the thing is, and I want to go back to something quickly that Henry touched upon, which was, oh man, it'd be, it'd actually be great if you guys did get into Walmart initially. And he, he said that the Trojan horse, but I, I just want to say that eventually, so, you know, uh, Barnett and Henry, you guys are very conscious, very conscious consumers, very, uh, you know, just, you know, the impact of your purchases, uh, you know, by and large, um, and, and many people do, but not enough do. And that's not necessarily something to be scrutinized or ashamed of. It's something that can be fixed easily as a tip in, like if a family that is going to Walmart is not necessarily or, or say less aware of the environmental and etc consequences of their purchases and they choose impact snacks because they like the snack because it's that easy because it's right there in their backyard in their hometown retailer that that is when we really begin to change things when it becomes easy so that's um yeah yeah i i i agree with that i mean i think it's like you know you can you can call it, you know, from our point of view, you can call it like positive impact consumerism or, or whatever other name you want to put on it. But really, like it, the power comes when it's just like that's how consumerism is, because, mm-hmm. you know, you can't go, expect that people are going to buy less jeans per year or people are going to buy, you know, less bags of potato chips per year. But if inherently those products are good for the world, then it doesn't really matter what people's decisions are in the moment. You know what I mean? And like, absolutely. So like, so I, 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 I always struggle, you know, life outside of better world podcasts. Like I always struggle that with, with businesses I'm involved with, of like, well, where do you draw the line ethically of like, which type of people you want to be in business with, which retailers, which retailers and stuff like that. And it's like, it's hard to make a judgment call on, on some of that stuff. You it's know? a fuzzy line. Yeah. It's Especially- a fuzzy line. But I mean, especially like when it's like what you're saying, um, which is you you could indirectly make them less terrible, let's just say, by by populating their shelves. If you say Walmart's case. Um, So while while you might not be aligned with their values um, or they might not be aligned with yours, I should say, um, you still are just making, I guess, as cliche as it sounds, the world a better place. But, you know, uh, just at least being an option, I guess, at the world's largest retailer. Right. So. 
for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's all sorts of ways to incentivize them too. You know, like if you have a great product that's better than, you know, your grape gummies are better than Welch's grape gummies and you're going to sell more of them and they're going to want to buy more of them so that they sell more of them. Right. So like at the end of the day, it's like, even if you're, you are on the right side of this eco debate, you can't, it's not good enough anymore to come at it with a product that is subpar. That is absolutely positively on point. It needs to be the absolute best. You're completely right. And then think about that once it is, which, you know, after literally years of um, R&D testing, feedback, and rounds and rounds of iterative testing and things, we really do think that we have this premium product here. Um, and then waste is reduced. Literally, if, if we can convert one consumer, waste is reduced, impact is made for the long term in renewable energy, and then amplify that by a thousand, then amplify that by a million, then a billion and then it's just like you have the whole world going in a different direction, the, re- the direction that we've all been vying for for so long. So yeah, that is yeah. really the vision there, um, like wholeheartedly. So, yeah. What yeah. do you guys think are the top five things that you would recommend for the individual user to do? Because we've touched on a bunch of them. And it sounds like one of the most important is to be mindful of the ingredients in your product, be mindful of the packaging of your product um, so that you can have an informed vote with your dollar, but also be mindful of the practices of the company because let's not be fooled by the greenwashing within the carbon offset markets um, when we could be doing something truly impactful with those sharing revenue uh, dollars, corporate social responsibility, even dollars. What else guys? Yeah, for sure. Um, So yeah, yeah. So, so those are all like really, really important. Um, and, and I just want to stress just what you, what you just said, you know, the type of offsets. So, so, so important because offsets are not all created equal. Um, and uh, yeah, too much greenwashing out there. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would implore people to, to look uh, also into, you know, not just the packaging uh, that they see directly, not, not, not just the, uh, the single use plastic wrapper around their bar or bag of chips or whatever, but, you know, how, did it, how is it shipped to your house, right? Um, you know, was it as in you know refined of an external package as possible? Um, is it is it clear that they tried to modularize their their supply chain to make things uh, a little right. less uh, you know intense for the environment? Um, there, obviously, a lot of little things make a big thing. Um, right. But I think the difference between companies that are doing good because they believe it and companies that are doing good because they don't want to lose Gen Z <laughs> or you know people that care um, is that. The brands that truly care will do the little things. And if you really start peeling back uh, a lot of those, like their shell, and you really start looking at their entire supply chain, their value chain, um, is it all good? Um, or is it just the market-facing stuff, right? Um, and, I, and I think that's very, very important. And, you know. No doubt. Yeah, no and doubt. I, I think that distinction, that distinction needs to be made. Um, because I can tell you that ExxonMobil, they're not, they don't care about the little things. Pepsi, they, don't, few, they don't care about the little things. A you few simple steps, uh-huh. a few very simple steps. If you want to know something, go to their website, type it in. What, are, what do their FAQs look like? That's very important. What is their about us? When, when, when they have an about us section, do they state their purpose? If so, you know, what is it? Dig into it. Do they say statistics? Um, 
on our blog, which is uh, going to be releasing uh, right alongside or, or right before um, our D2C launch in August, um, I have a post basically actually saying what is greenwashing, how to spot it, what does it look like, and what are better what's better wording to look out for. And so just a couple components of that. Do they have quantitative data metrics or goals in their either sustainability reports, FAQs, or you know uh, impact goals? Or are they saying we're going to try, we're going to do better, <laughs> we're going to do this? So that's that's a very 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 big uh, distinction. Do they disclose their partners? If not, why not? Right? We can we can sit here and confidently say we use Clearloop. They're fantastic. Look into them. Follow their Instagram. Uh, spread the word. Um, right. What's Clearloop's you know, Instagram? It's it just is C L E A R L O O P. Clear oh, loop, one word. And then, you know, just shout out, because again, we're not trying to just promote our own brand. Um, they're, uh, another actually, you know, genuinely good carbon offset company is, is it's called Shoes. I don't know if you've heard of them, but um, the name is C H O O O S E. And I think their Instagram is Choose Today, but they, they do a wonderful job. Um, really wonderful job uh, of kind of attacking yeah. carbon offsets at the consumer level. Amazing. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go on. No, go ahead, Nick. Uh, yeah, they, they take a uh, slightly different approach with, um, they were unfortunately focusing a lot on airlines before this, um, and but they're they're fantastic uh, no matter what. So yeah, just, just look for the good, the good offset companies, the good tree planting companies, a lot of greenwashing in that. Um, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I was also just going to say, like, you know, if, if I might add, um, just to just a next point about like big companies making promises. I mean, even if you do go to Pepsi's site and you know one of their marketing, you know, one of their marketing directors gets the bright idea to, um, you know, seem a little bit more transparent, um, look at their cash on hand, look at their balance sheet, and and understand that um, they've had plenty of opportunities over the. You know, the climate crisis isn't a new thing, as you guys know. You know. It's 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 kind of been at the forefront of of people's attention for you know a decade. Obviously, far more now than it was. But you know the the ability to choose good. It's you know it, it's kind of like you know it's like the market to believe in something is infinite. It's like you know the ability to choose good has always existed. Um, so I don't ever want to see a company with ten billions ten billion dollars in cash or cash equivalents on their balance sheet saying uh, we can't afford to go carbon negative until right. twenty thirty. Yeah, you can. You're just not getting creative enough, and or, or you're worrying too much about the bottom line. You're prioritizing it over people and planet, and 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 some people say, okay, well, that's how you run a business. Not anymore, <laughs> and and it's just not. And and the consumers of tomorrow and, and increasingly today are are making sure of it. So, um, whenever you can, just 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 look into the promises these companies are making, and then just kind of look at the past five, ten years of their operations and see. Are they just making that decision now because it's cool to be a nice person or a nice company, or are they doing it because they genuinely believe in something? Um, and and yeah, balance sheets are uh, <laughs> a beautiful place to look if you really want to and see where a brand's priorities lie. Yeah, we know as a fact through research of our own that you know plant-based bioplastics are available in that that hard conventional single-use plastic that that you know companies like them use we know as, as a fact it's available it's just a little expensive and it just takes some r&d little elbow grease you know and, uh j- just like anything worth doing but uh yeah, yeah if i might briefly add 
It, it, it is more expensive to, it, which is unfortunate. And, you know, I, I think, I think the cost of just, you know, being a genuinely, uh, you know, good company that cares about more than just profits. I, th- I think it's going to become cheaper to do that. That's part of what we're really trying to do um, by kind of attacking it at, at, at such a, like, you know, a consumer level. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's just, it's just, it's just, you like guys we are doing the we wonderful work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But I mean, we spend 150% more on our, on our soy based wrappers than we would if we were to go with the petroleum based option. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, it does. It does. It suck sometimes, of course. Um, but that's only if we were just concerned about profits and, and we're not. So and once we I, scale I at volume, yeah. that option will be available to more young guys that, that want to do good like us. And it'll be cheaper. It'll be easier. It'll be to more, to more distributors and in, in, in material distributors and things like that. So if we can actually just make that more widespread, more available to consumers and also producers, then I think we've done our job, right? Guys, what's the date of the launch and what is the website and the Instagram info, please? <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. It was, uh, you know, the, the shameless plug here. But um, so the date of the launch, August 3rd is what we have slated. Listen, as you guys know, there's so many variables. It might be pushed back to, to August 10th, uh, at the very latest, August 15th. Um, but August 3rd is when we are going to market. And we actually are also launching a Kickstarter um, to help us uh, really expand um, you know, some of our product lines early on. Uh, we only have two SKUs right now. We'd like to change that, uh, offer a little bit more variety to our customers. Um, so yeah, August 3rd. Uh, and then our website is impactsnacks.com. Uh, our Instagram is also Impact Snacks. I M P A C T S N A C K S. Wonderful. And as wonderful. we speak for the for the subsequent coming days and weeks uh, leading up to launch, as we've been developing assets and going through design work, we are um, undergoing a rebrand in which all the assets on the site, um, on on the social, are being converted right now and just uh, you know to our to our normal market facing selves for um, for disclaimers so, yep. abound it's but a- we can send our consumers <laughs> out there so that they can see how to donate to your campaign as well as when to buy once you guys have launched guys thank you very very much for coming on the pod i can't tell you how much i appreciate you guys showing up and further yeah it's great um, i look forward to hearing about the collective that you guys build with other companies um, as you lead the charge in taking on the CPGs, not one monolith at a time, but by a large collective. It's really, really incredible. Barnett, thank God we've got you back. But also, <laughs> in fairness, we've been working on the side on agroforestry and aquaculture. And you and I, I believe, are going to have to go to Panama in late August. Oh, wow. That sounds warm. Oh, it's it's going to be very, very interesting. But uh, it's the sea cucumber farm from Panacea. Uh, they were episode 12, I believe, uh, on the show. Um, but uh, they we, have launched we, and they are going to... We got uh, to time that trip around baby number two coming. So <laughs> Ooh, let's talk. We, we got to get that one in under the wire. Um, uh, yeah, we got to squeeze it up, baby. Or squeeze it out. <laughs> Guys, thank you again for joining us. I'm Henry Lin. And, and that was Barnett Zitron. There he is. And there he was. Thank um, you guys so much. Appreciate it. This yeah, has been better world. Please join us next time for a very, very, very informative look at what you can do to help make the world better.